Hey guys, it's Peter from Thinking Man Business Labs. I want to thank you for uh, joining us here for this interview with Danny, Danny Green. Um, guys, just like with all my interviews, just take them for what they are. It's just a bit of a chat with, um, you know, friends old and new um, that I've sort of met across the traps and it's um, great to catch up with, with Danny. Um, we've got a couple of mutual friends and, um, you know, I do this podcast to get some information from both a business perspective for you guys and also um, from the world of, of sport, if it's sport and the world of, of business, if it's the world of business and um, everything in between, we, we, we share stories. Um, nothing's meant to be taken too too seriously and I hope you enjoy it. Um, here's my interview with Danny Green and everything I do is to support um, a couple of mental health policies. So we've got mental health like uh, Beyond Blue um, and Black Dog Australia and also SASE, um, which I do a bit of work with. Um, there are um, homelessness service down in down in the Illawarra. So in in, in the YouTube link, there'll be um, there'll be links um, where you can support that and donate to donate to there. I don't do this for any any sort of money or any sort of recognition or anything like that. So if we can support those um, those great charities, um, that'd be fantastic. So um, the links will be below, and hope you enjoy the interview. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Thinking Man Business Lab podcast. Today we have the honour and the privilege of having the great man himself. And it's in his name, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky, the world champion, the champ himself. Welcome to the podcast, mate. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Thanks for yeah. the, the intro, mate. It always <laughs> sounds good. Uh, world champ. Yeah, it's always good. It's a little reminder. <laughs> yeah, a little reminder. That's right. How, how does it feel sometimes when you get, when you get called a champ? Do you sometimes have to still pinch yourself or... You just know you're the champ now and you're, you're confident with that, Monica. Yeah, look, obviously I know I'm the champ, but, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm the type of guy that, like, you know, I am a, you know, a lot of people say, hey, so, so down to earth, but I am. You know, once I, you know, I win the belt one day, the next day I'm back home and, you know, I'm with the family and I'm just dad, you know what I mean? So it's good. It keeps me, it keeps me uh, you know, down to earth or like humble, as people would say, or whatever. Like, it just, again, like, when I come home, I'm daddy. You know, my, my girls, as I always say, my girls don't care that I'm a world champ. They're going right. to still wake me up at uh, five in the morning. They're still going to make me do whatever they want, change the nappies and <laughs> do whatever it is. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you know, I am home and I'm, I'm just me. But, you know, obviously when you're out and about, uh, you know, you're reminded that, oh, yeah, you're still, you're still the champ. And, you know, and uh, it's good. It is a good feeling because, again, I, I try and keep myself, you know, at, at a good level. But it's good to sometimes uh, get that feeling, like, you know, to know all that hard work is paying off, you know, especially when you're, you're out and about. So, it, yeah, it means a lot. It doesn't, it doesn't take long, does it? It's like the same for me from a corporate world. It's like uh, you get in a board meeting and you're in front of 20, 20 people and you're talking or whatever. When you get back home, your kids, it doesn't matter who you are. It's like, Dad, I want a chocolate. You know, nothing, nothing, nothing matters. Or, no, you can't have that. And you've got a five-year-old telling you what to do and you're the champion <laughs> of the world, you know? It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right that's exactly how it is yeah. And, like, and yeah, again like uh, even when i'm when i'm at the gym you know i mean i'm just another customer in the gym you know what i mean i'm not better than no one at the gym that's just who i am that's how i i, I try and keep myself i try and remind myself i'm not better than no one but at the same time you know you got you got to know that you are the champion there are some expectations uh with things and you know obviously but at the same time you know, again, I'm not, I'm not better than anyone. I'm still cleaning the gym, mate. I'm still over there and, and vacuuming <laughs> the floors. Yeah, Joe Joe Lopez, uh, my head coach, master splinter, yeah. he don't care that I'm a world champ. He's going to make me clean them floors anyway. But again, that's just how it is. You know, when you get into the gym, 
nothing but respect yeah. and, uh, you know, and hard work. And that's what I'm all about. I remember Joe back in the day not letting me into nightclubs because I drink I drank too much back in the day when I was twenty two <laughs> and twenty three. Back when um um so, so you know some of the nightclubs were pretty harsh and that sort of stuff. So and I probably shouldn't have gone in some of those days, but I still remember his face. And then I see it all of a sudden on the UFC coaching you and um, mate, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's been around Wollongong for a long, long, long time too. Yeah, for sure. Well, there's been a few people that have uh, said that to me. Uh, like when I'm talking to them, like, oh, yeah, remember, yeah, one time he kicked me out of this deal, like, kicked <laughs> me out of this nightclub and whatnot. So he's well known uh, around the area for uh, kicking people out of nightclubs. <laughs> we all get drunk. We all get silly sometimes. That's so obviously right. we're going to get kicked out sometimes. <laughs> and we all we all get old enough to realise that yeah, we made some of those we made some of those mistakes. So, what about you? Growing up, you grew up in in the Illawarra the whole time is that where you where you were based for the most of your life yeah yeah man I bought I've been in Illawarra uh, uh, when I was uh, younger yeah and uh, yeah I've always been uh, like you know uh, Mount Warrigal then I lived in Mount Warrigal and now I'm still in the Illawarra area so I love this place man I leave it I've got my gym uh, got, you know what I mean I've got my family I've got everything I need here and I love it here. it's a beautiful place yes. and uh, it's got everything I need yeah, it's, a, it's amazing. I just sold the place in Mount Warrigal actually two weeks ago. That's funny that you say that. It's a beautiful, beautiful even Mount Warrigal is a beautiful okay. place. You've got the lake and the ocean. It's a, you know, and everything's close. You've got the PCYC down there. There's places to, to train. So um, mm-hmm. your first training, um, did you do wrestling as a youngster? Did you do any of that sort of stuff when you were younger? What, did, what, did, what, what sort of inspired this start? I know, you played, I know you played rugby league and you love rugby league, but did you ever do anything as a youngster? Yeah. Well, I did wrestle, yes. Yeah. So I wrestled, uh, that I played soccer and I think I, I wrestled before I played rugby league. Um, but, you know, martial arts, even though I wasn't uh, training for it or anything, it's always been a passion of mine before I even uh, really knew much about it. It's just, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, is it the Macedonian in, in my Greek blood, you know what I mean? The, yeah. You know, the Spartans, the, you know, whatever it is. But it's always been something that I felt uh, I was meant to do, something like, you know, martial arts. But then I, I wrestled. And I was quite good at it. So, you know, even just wrestling with your brother and being young and silly, yeah. obviously, uh, yeah, I've always, uh, I've always been uh, good at that, that type of stuff, you know what I mean? So it was something that I've always uh, knew I was going to eventually get into, I guess. Well, I told myself I would, but you know what I mean? Even when I was playing rugby league and all that, I was committed to rugby league, but I always had in the back of my mind, I always watch UFC events and, and all things like that, and have, or martial arts, or boxing, whatever it is. And I've always just loved it and said, oh, I'm going to be, I even said I'm going to be a world champion one day and I wasn't even training at the time. Yeah. So it's something that, you know, but whether, whether every kid, uh, you know, has that sort of uh, in their head growing, you know, uh, I thought I could do even before I was even training. So, yeah, again, awesome. I've just always loved martial arts, everything about it. So wrestling so uh, was a big part, such a big uh, part of MMA as well. So the wrestling base was a really good for my, my football background. And uh, obviously, you know, I fight now, so yep. it's a, a very good base to have. So it was a, I'm glad I, I took that on. So how did you get that one across to parents? Because I know, obviously, having – I've got wog parents as <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. It, they told me to stay away from cricket bats and hard cricket balls and rugby league. And that's not for you, mate. That's not for you. You play soccer. You play soccer. You play <laughs> soccer. <That's> a, <laughs> was that a hard thing for you to get into rugby league for them to sort of come over? Or were they always cool about that sort of stuff? Oh, they're always funny with it, but, you know, they were never – 
you know, they'll always like, you know, again, they'll sort of let, let us be. They're already always pretty easy, easy for us, with us. Yeah. So it was never, they'll never like, nah, you can't do it. But, you know, yeah. obviously when I mentioned to it, it was like, what do you mean? Like, obviously they would want to change my mind. Yeah. But um, they're never going to just stop me from doing what I wanted to do. So they're always pretty uh, supportive uh, that way. And, and I wouldn't say supportive, obviously. You don't want to see your, your, your son getting punched in the face. And that's fair <laughs> yeah, enough, that's you know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah so <laughs> but, true. Um, yeah, exactly right. So you understand that. But I mean, again, you know, the, at the time, like even when I was playing rugby league, they were a bit like, oh, what? Rugby league? What, what are you doing? Like, you know, because <laughs> my dad played soccer, my brother played soccer, and yeah. I played soccer, but I wanted to play football with the mates. And, yeah. you know, I got over wearing tights when I used to wrestle. So I was like, yeah. like oh, you know what? I'll, I'll play football with the mates. So that's what, <laughs> that's what I did. But yeah, they're always a little, a little funny, funny with it, but they're always like, all right, if that's what you want to do, go on then. So yeah. There you go. That's awesome. I can um, I can contend with that. How tough it is sometimes with that with that sort of stuff. But um, you got through it. You played rugby league at a very high level because obviously the South Coast League is a very even now to this day it's a it's a it's 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 a, I would say semi professional almost league. It's yep. um, high quality high quality league. Do you still follow it? Do you still um, keep up with it from time to time? Yeah, I try to, you know, obviously yeah. over the years, I've been in this uh, sport for now almost 10 years. So, you know, through through the years, I, I'll, you know, make sure I'm, I'm keeping an eye and uh, keeping up to date with a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, I still had a lot of mates uh, playing. So, you know, they're obviously a lot of them are not playing anymore, but I still try and support the local, they're really gorillas. Yeah. Uh, so I always try and snap to date when I can. But yeah, obviously it's a bit harder to get down to the games and that because I, I keep busy and I'm training. I even train on the weekends and, then obviously, you know, you've got, you know, you want to spend time with the family and all that, especially when I'm away for so long and I come back and, and just time gets away with you sometimes. But, but again, like it's something that I've always uh, keep up to date with, but you know, I'm not, not there at the footy grounds every, every week like I used to be. But I mean, yeah, again, I'm always going to support and uh, cheer for the boys, uh, the really gorillas. So it's right good. Now. But yeah, like you said, it was, it was always a, you know, it was a pretty, it was semi-professional and I played a lot of rep sides and it was something I was pretty good at. So a lot of people thought I was mad, but I decided to give that up and, and take on MMA. So like, it was, uh, it's funny I did that because a lot of, especially locally, you know, I was one of the, the main players. I got me Krona medal and uh, not to toot my own horn, but I did pretty good. And again, a lot of people are like, why would you give this up? You like, this is something you're really good at. But I just thought I could be better at, uh, at, at MMA and I'm a, pretty competitive type of guy so I was like you know what I think I can go all the way I knew I sort of knew I wasn't going to make it all the way in rugby league at UFC even though I started late I still thought I could do it and uh, it's pretty crazy to see where I'm at right now yeah so let's 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 talk about that so you you, you started that you made the transition and as hard as it is especially when you got mm-hmm. you know mates in your ears and it's a team mentality it's also it's also really hard because you've been with these guys for such a long long period of time to say hey I'm no longer no longer doing this so then then you started in the in the UFC, um, not in the UFC, I guess uh, mixed martial arts because you don't just start off in the UFC. How hard were those first couple of years in transition, the training, the cutting the weight? Because we've we've obviously all seen that photo of you playing footy that gets shown around all the time, you know, um, and cutting weight and then understanding where your ideal weight's going to be, where you wanted to fight, what you know, what at what level um, did you want to fight, as in weight size, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was uh, well, my last year of football. I had a couple of fights, so I, my weight come down a little bit because uh, I, I was fighting as well. So I was around the high eighties. Uh, mm-hmm. So I used to play at my heaviest was ninety plus, like ninety seven, and that. So I was always ninety plus um, kilos. But 
then I, yeah, my last year of football, I started cutting a bit of weight, had a couple of fights, and and that wasn't too bad. Like I could still hold my own, uh, even with the the couple of kilos lighter. But it it was, the you know, the transition was was pretty easy, man. I'm I'm pretty committed. You know, you put something in front of me, and I'm I'm gonna take it on. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna be committed to it. That's just how I am. Even with football. You know, if I have to be a trainer, I'll be a trainer. You know, if you're going to give me the ball, I'm going to run straight at the big guys as hard as I can. You know, if, if I've got a job to do, I'm going to do it. So uh, I'm, uh, I've always been like that. And uh, just, it's, it's funny, you, you touched on like the, you know, the team, the team sport to now obviously fighting in the octagon and, and that sort of different. That's something that always was, uh, uh, something that I always noticed that, that I thought was, uh, was cool as well. So, when you're in a team and all that, again, like I could have a bad day. I could have one of the worst games of my life and let my team down and vice versa. I could have the best game of my life and, uh, you know, and still lose a game and things like that. So it's, it's not all about, uh, not all about you again. Like you could let the team down, the team could sort of uh, let you down type thing. And uh, what I love about being in the cage is the fact that it's all on me, even though it is still a team, you know, I've got a team of training partners, a coach, a nutritionist, you know, now it is still a team, uh, sport, but at the same time, it's me in there. So I'm going to put the hard yards in. And if I go out there and don't, don't perform or don't do what I'm meant to do, you know, that's on me. And uh, that's something that I've always, always loved about, um, you know, competing, you know, in either boxing or, or, you know, UFC, even at a young age, I think it's always something that, you know, it was intriguing to me. And uh, even now, again, like uh, I'm a pretty, I, I'm, you know, I'm known to be a hard worker, especially in the gym. And I'm always, I've just always been like that. And uh, to know that how effective that could be in my performance. And again, like it's, it's all on me. So I need to be fit while I'm in there. I know I'm going to get fit. I know I'm going to do all the one percenters. I know I'm going to do whatever I need to do to be 100% for that fight. And if I, if I don't, if I half-ass it, that's on me. I'm going to let myself down, not anyone else. And that's what, what I like about it. But lucky for me, uh, I don't ever want to let myself down. And uh, it's not just that, because really, I say that, it's not really about just letting myself down. I lose, I'm letting my family down, Australia down. So it is much bigger than that. But at the same time, I've got no one else to blame but me. Sure. Yeah, that, that makes, makes sense. Yeah, that makes plenty of sense. And I think um, when we start talking about the one percenters, we've obviously got a lot of people here that um, – are in business and talk about um, business. I think that transcends into any part aspect of your life. If you're going to be committed to something, mm-hmm. you've got to be committed to it um, 100%. And those 1% is they, people know that in business, mm-hmm. the difference between the people that are, that are, that are going to do a good job for you, the people that are going to do a bad job. I'm sure it's the same thing with you with, um, with sponsors or with anything like that. You know, the ones that are fully committed to the Alex Volkanovsky camp and you know, the ones that, that aren't, if that makes sense, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, um, it's one of those things that people in business can really learn from, from sports stars from a commitment perspective that, you know, they're up at 5.30. We don't see that, that you're up at 5.30. We don't see, we just see you holding the gold and think, okay, that's cool. He's got, it's the world champ, but we don't see the hard drive. You're vacuuming, the, still vacuuming the gym floor, mm. all that sort of stuff, you know, still being <clears throat> humble, still saying, hey, having respect for the, for the cleaner and having respect for the CEO all at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And as you say, like a, uh, even in life, so a lot of these, uh, a lot of these things uh, that I, I live by in the gym, you know, again, when it comes to commitment and hard working and, you know, I always talk about adapting to what's in front of me and things like that. Like uh, through all these experiences uh, of training and, you know, 
you know, I always say there's a couple of phrases I like to use, being comfortable in uncomfortable positions and just things like, like that. All these things that I feel have been so effective for me in my sport, I use in everyday life, whether it would be business, whether it would be, you know, just whatever it is, just through, through life. These are a lot of uh, things. Like there's going to be challenges no matter what you are. If you are in business, if you know what I mean, like what do we do? Do we try and shy away and hope, hopefully it just walks away or are we going to try and adapt to this situation and make it work and things like that. So, and this just works on your everyday sort of a life as well. So a lot of these things that I use uh, in the octagon makes me a hard worker, makes me where I am today. Uh, it's as a, as a person, uh, you know what I mean? I believe it's a, it's made me a, you know, obviously you wouldn't say untouchable or, or, or anything like that, but you know, I feel like I, it's making me a lot stronger in the real world as well, not just in the, in the cage. So I, I believe that, you know, experience goes a long way. And, uh, you know, ex exactly these experiences I, I've used through, through life, whether it is in sport, I use them in my everyday life. Yeah, it's obvious. And it's, and it's great that they're all transferable skills. And um, any sports stars, we've had a lot of um, NRL guys and boxing guys here before. That's one, that's one of the things that they talk about, that that's a real transferable skill is the hard work doesn't go mm -hmm. doesn't go away because they're used to working hard and that's why they sometimes they get mm -hmm. bored when they when they're still not working still not working hard or when they when they've got 10 hours a day to to kill and there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing to do and they need something to put it into um so you know anyone that's listening put it into a, a business give it 10 hours a day see how you see how you go um guys and it's 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 not um you've already got the work ethic which is the hardest part you know and mm -hmm. what i always say to people is i've seen a lot of talented people as in naturally naturally gifted and i'm sure you've seen this in rugby league or whether it's ufc sometimes the most naturally gifted don't make it to the top mm -hmm. you know it's it's mm -hmm. you say it all the time because they just don't work hard enough because they've always had it easy a, mate, you see that you see it uh, time and time again you know that goes a long way a lot of people always ask me when i when i you know, a lot of people starting or even like when I'm doing podcasts and they'll ask, you know, if you could talk to someone just getting into the MMA, uh, you know, what would be something you tell them? You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're, they're, a lot of people might expect me to talk about, oh, yeah, get into, you know, wrestling, learn these skills or whatever it is. Like, I always bring it down to, like, I believe what's helped me so much and like the people that I feel always go a long way and, that, you know, the people that are committed and, you know, go the extra mile. You know, the people that go extra mile, I believe, are always a little more successful and, and you know, reach their, their goals, I, I believe, especially in, like, from what I've seen in the gym. And, uh, you know, so I usually, like, try and tell them is, like, I try and, like, word it better, but in, in the quick way, sort of accept being uncomfortable type thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Accept that, you know, when you're, when you're training, don't try and be like, oh, that's a hard session, I don't want to do it. Get it over and done with early, you know yeah. what I mean? Make it. <laughs> so when I say that, like, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to be, if you want to commit to this sport, you're going to have to eventually do it. So if you start trying to shy away and looking for ways around things and just to make, a, you know, the, the process easier, that's going to be who you are going into your future, uh, you know, UFC self or whatever it is. You know what I mean? For me, it's just like I'm no longer, I don't have to try and work hard. I'm just a hard worker. It's just all I know. I am a hard worker, plain and yeah. simple. So for me doing that forever, I can't not work hard if you get what I mean. So yeah. I might feel, feel crap one day, you know, not feel well. Like, I wouldn't say not feel well, but I feel like, oh, man, like, oh, I'm struggling today. But like Thomas, oh, that's right. Once you get warm, you'll be sweet. Hit the, and then start going. I look at the numbers on the, whatever it is, a salt bike. And I know I can do better because I've seen better numbers before. 
Yeah. I'm just like, I have to just try and get them. I still, you know what I mean? I can't not. I could easily, no one's watching. No one's watching. The yeah. coach is around the corner. I could easily get away <laughs> with this. Yeah. But I know, you know what I mean? It's just, just not who I am. Now yeah. I'm the person that's always going to do my best. You know, I've made that who I am. So it just makes things a lot easier. A yeah. lot easier. You know what I mean? And uh, again, the hardest thing for the, for this career, for me, you know, I, what I believe in, what most people, preparation for, you know, preparing yourself for that fight. Fighting's easy. Getting in the octagon's easy. Preparation and getting yourself ready for that fight. You know what I mean? I want to be the best version of myself. So that means I need to be the fittest I can be. I need to be the sharpest I can be. I need to be on weight. You know what I mean? I need to eat good. So there's so many things that got come into play. And uh, you know what I mean? So it's hard work. But yeah. again, like, uh, you know, now it's just, I don't know, it, I can't do it any other way except the right way, the way it needs to be done. Yeah. And again, and I, I refuse to do it any other way. So I believe that, yeah, just it, that's something, <laughs> that's a long way. See, that's, that's a sort of better way of explaining it, going into real detail, but except being uncomfortable, except that you are going to get uncomfortable and then just, you know, get it out of the way. And then that's like it. you will slowly get used to it. <laughs> awesome. That's great advice for, for everyone listening, I'm sure. And um, it's one of those things that um, we've all, we all, we all can all talk about it. And sometimes it comes through as anxiety. Sometimes it comes through as something else, but just mm -hmm. get that, get, get ready for that uncomfortableness and, and you'll get mm -hmm. better every time. Like you said, the numbers will come up the, the, the yep. you know, the performance will come up just like when you, when you started, it must've been tough on you and your family because there wouldn't have been a lot of money when you first started fighting MMA. There wouldn't have been, you, you probably would have been burning more money than you would have been making just on your training and, and making sure that you're getting ready and getting fit and having all the right nutrition and all that money. And there wouldn't have been sponsors on board at the start. So how mm -hmm. did you get through that first stage where you were still working another, were you still working a job at the start of your UFC career or uh, not your, UFC, yeah, yeah. your MMA career? Yeah, even UFC, man. That's what a lot of people, they think yeah, you you get in the UFC, you're a millionaire. Like, honestly, yeah. that's what a lot of people think. And it, it ain't like that. I was yeah. still struggling. I was still doing concrete in here and there while I was in the UFC. And, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it's just, it's just it's, it's different to most sports. So this sport, uh, you know, again, it's very big, you know, like obviously worldwide, you know, it's one of the biggest, like it's growing as one of the biggest uh, sort of sports in the world. Uh, but at the same time, uh, you know, financially, it's, you know, the, the athletes aren't as, a, you know, financially sort of a capable as, as a lot of athletes, especially at the highest level. Like, don't get me wrong, once you get to the top, it, it, that does change. But it, it was tough. It was definitely tough. And especially fighting the local scene on the local shows, uh, you know what I mean? Trying to be committed to the sport, but like literally barely in income at all, you know, relying on sponsors. And then obviously sponsors, uh, it was pretty hard to come by. But again, sponsors went a long way, but... Just having the support from from the family and the wife is is a is a big deal. So you could imagine the pressure. You can imagine the pressure on the family and uh, you know, especially the wife. While I'm chasing this dream, and you know, she's working. I'm yeah. trying to work here and there, and you know, commit to this sport. And, but I mean, it's a again. It was it was definitely tough. It was definitely yeah. tough. But again, you know, we we seen the end goal. We knew we were going to make it. I knew I was going to get there. But that's why now every time I which time you win and all that people ask, you know, what's, you know, what's it feel like when you, when you got the UFC call or when you, you win and all this, or when you win the belt, mate, relief, relief, you know, all this hard work, all this time and, you know, ah, oh, relief, finally, you know, no more pressure. I can give back to my family. You know, it's just so much bigger than me just winning a belt. You yes. know what I mean? There's so much more than that. It was a, so it's a, yeah, it's, a, it's, it, it was crazy. And even now, like, don't get me wrong. Uh, obviously things are changing. 
Yeah, uh, they're getting better. But I mean, it wasn't that long ago where I still needed a fight. You know, I was like getting ranked. I was ranked yeah. in the, in my division, and I still you know needed to fight like to to make money. I still wasn't you know. Yeah, so that just shows you yeah. sort of where, where it's at, which a lot of people probably don't understand that until they, they hear it from, from the horse's mouth. So it's a, yeah. it's pretty, a, it's a crazy journey. But again, yeah. like, you know, I, I was committed and uh, yeah. I knew I was going to get there because I had the support from the family. And, uh, you know, and even obviously, luckily, I had my dad in the concrete business as well. Yeah. So my dad <laughs> was running the concrete. So I could, he still gave me a bit of freedom. I could still make sure I trained in certain days if I had have to have a week off for fight week. And yeah. it really did help with that. So that, that, that helped me a lot. So I was lucky in that way. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's just, yeah, it was a, quite a journey. But yeah, I bet. So what's it like having like a rock at home and, and you talk about your training and all that sort of stuff. What's it like having your wife, Emma, as a rock at home to look after the kids while you're away for these long times, which is obviously very difficult, but it must be very satisfying for you to know that she's hundred percent in your corner. Oh, mate, that's exactly right. It's hard enough for me. Again, as, as you said, like at the start of the episode, you could, you know, you can tell me I'm a family man, you know, that's, and that's, that's all you know, I'm doing this for my family. Again, I do love this sport. I'm lucky I'm in the, a sport that I love. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is my career, the career path I chose. And, uh, you know, and, and this, is, this, is my, this is how I make my money. This is how I make my bread. So mm-hmm. that's how I look at it. I don't look at this as a bit of fun or whatnot. I look at this to be able to look after my family. And, uh, you know, being away from them hurts, but I know I'm doing it for my family. But to have that support from the wife, you know, to know that, Go out there. There's a lot of times where she's telling me, "No, you need to go here. You need to do this." Like she'll even, like you know, know that I. Because a lot of times I'll like try and, oh no, no, I won't worry about that. Like you know, because I I don't want to leave the family again, or you know, whether it's like you know, we're struggling with training partners here. Do I go to New Zealand Mm. uh, for a bit of the camp for a couple of weeks? So she'll be like, "I think you should go over there if you're struggling with a couple of training partners." Blah blah blah. You know what I mean? So you you get what I'm going with that. So it's it goes a long way. It helps a lot. Because, sure. uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have, yeah, I won't do that. Yeah. I won't do that to my family unless I know, you know, she's okay with it. And, uh, you know, she usually lets me know. She goes, no, nah, you need to do this. We'll be fine. Just go out there and do that. Yeah. They're that helps like, a lot. It's almost like the unsung heroes of, of the camp, really. You know, not, they might not be at the training sessions, but they're doing everything that you can't do at home for them. So um, that's mm-hmm. brilliant. So let's... Um, Let's talk about you. What's happening? You've got the you've got this book now that's coming out. Um, still, people can get in um, just before Father's Day if they order before Friday or something like that. I've seen it somewhere. If you yeah. Have the book close by or anything like that, you can show us what it looks uh, like. Yeah, yeah. I probably could go grab that if you want me to quickly go grab that. I can do that. You yeah, want me to do yeah, that? Yeah, do that. I'll do, do that. that, and yeah. then I'll uh, explain a bit about it. So it's yeah, pretty sure. exciting. Something I'm proud of. So. Wait, this is obviously me being a very professional podcaster. Thank you very much. Here we go. He's back. He's back. He's back in. All right, so here it is. All right, so tell us a bit about the book. Yeah. Alexander the Great. So, man, this is just a a local uh, lady we know here in the Illawarra come to me with this. And again, like, uh, I'm sure we're going to get into this, but you see, you know, again, and this is about 
you know, there's got to be other ways, you know, whatever business or whatever it is, you look at that. But, you know, this is so much more than that. The fact that, all right, it is a, a story about myself, but, you know, it's all about the values, you know, the values of, you know, hard work and, and things like that. And, you know, being, doing what needs to be done and, and, and things like that. And values that I want to teach my kids, you know, these are values that I, I try and teach my kids and, and things that I'm very comfortable sort of uh, expressing to them. Now I get to sort of, you know, Spread it, spread it to the younger generation. You know, fill book it. Like so, it's exciting. It's cool. Like I've got myself on the front of a book. Yeah. Um, you know, and not only that, it isn't just. I oh, yeah, cool. It's just a little bit. Of, it's. I love what it's all about. You know what I mean? And then the fact that I can base them values around my story as well. It means a lot. You know, they did a great job uh, getting this all uh, together. How it is, and man, it's just it's exciting. Like I said, it's, yeah. it's, it's very exciting. And yeah, the Father's Day. You want yeah. if you want, obviously. You got them there. Get in before this Friday, and then uh, I'll even try and sign them off. Uh, sign as well. So I'm trying awesome. to sign as many as I can. So, awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that's, man, it's cool. It's just it's, it's it's unbelievable. But again, we always talk. I'm sure you want to. You probably want to get into. You know, you talk about your brand. You know, people. You know, the brand. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people look at UFC fighters or, or fighters, and they look at them as you know the bad boys or the you know thugs. <laughs> And a lot of people play that image. You know, that's what they're all about. They're, you know, they, they play the, the Conor McGregor or your Mayweather sort of a blueprint where, you know, talk trash and, you know, and, and make the money that way and just hype up fights and all that type of stuff and be disrespectful. And, you know, that's a part of their, their, their you know, their brand or whatever, you know, if you get what I'm trying to say, you know, okay, that's yeah, their persona they, they want to go with. But, I mean, that's just not me. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, again... Yeah, people are like, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. I was like, no, I don't, because that's just not me. You know, I could, <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad that I could be myself through this whole process, get to the top, be myself. I didn't have to pretend, that, you know, to be someone not just to uh, make a few people happy. I could yeah. be myself. You know, people want to talk about my brand. And I go, you know, and this fits, like this book fits fits uh, my brand. You know, I want to I want to show the world that you know us all us fighters, like fighters, we're not all thugs. We're not all thugs. Mate, yeah. to be honest, uh, barely any of them are. You know yeah. what I mean? There's there's very few people that I would, I would say are, are, are rough and disrespectful. You know, even the ones that play disrespectful, sometimes they're just playing it as a, as a part of their image. But, you know, there's some of the most respectful people I've ever met have been in this sport. And, uh, you know, now I get to sort of show that side of, of UFC, which, you know, obviously through media and, uh, you know, every time, yeah, obviously they need a they need a headline. They need something to talk about. So it's always going to be the the controversial things and and things like that. And I understand that, but that's all people see. Sure. So then you and you and people wonder why we all looked at at, at as thugs. But yeah. this is something that uh, shows a different side to UFC fighters. Like this is more uh, of something that again, it's something I could be proud of. And this is just who I am. And and even the UFC, I think the UFC, the sport, needs something like this as well. It's not just me. I think the sport just showing a different side of UFC. So the UFC are actually on board with this uh, book as well. So, uh, you know, they obviously, they look at it and be like, you know, this is something that uh, that can help the, their image as well. You know what I mean? Again, we're not all thugs, right? So yeah, cool. uh, I, I believe that that's why they've jumped on board. So that's why they've let us uh, use, uh, obviously, the UFC uh, logos and things like that, cool. which that's it can be pretty hard to do. Yeah, you know? yeah I'm hard sure. To, to get yeah. that type of stuff. So yeah. they're actually helping out with... Uh, PR side of things and that with it, you know, it's just good. The sport's been amazing, and again, it's there's a reason why they want to do it because it shows a shows a, a different side 
lot of uh, UFC fighters, a different side of this sport that needs to be shown and something uh, that I'm proud of. So again, it's much more than just a book. Yeah, awesome, awesome. And that's, um, uh, that's obviously very, um, very visible to most people when you do your interviews and things like that, as tempting as it may be sometimes to go down that controversial angle because mm. you know there's going to be a bigger payday if you start doing some of the mm-hmm. shenanigans um, that other people do. But for you to stay true to yourself says a lot about what you are as a man and as a person, as a parent, um, because mm-hmm. like you said, your kids will come one day, go back to see those press conferences and they're going to say, daddy, why did you say that? Or why did you do that? Yeah. You know, so you, 100%. Can, you can still be um, the person that you, that you want to be and succeed, which is fantastic. A hundred percent. I think you need look at, um, I'm not knocking the people that, that go down that road that, that want to, um, that do do the trash talking and then do play the bad boy image or, or whatever it is. Like I'm not hating on them. If that, that's what they want to do. Cool. I think the yeah. sport needs them all. Yeah. But I mean, uh, you know, for the fact that uh, sometimes it's looked at from even sometimes the UFC's perspective and, and uh, fans that they expect everyone needs to do that. Like everyone, that's the, oh, you need to do this, you need to do that. So what, you want me to just start being disrespectful out of nowhere and just start, you know, it's just not me. And it's something that, Again, like I don't feel like I need to do. At the end of the day, I could do that. And like you said, you know, it might give me a quicker payday, uh, you know what I mean, for, you know, for the, the pay-per-views for that fight. But mate, like, or, you know, it might get a bit more hype or more people jump on board while it's happening. But, mate, like, to be honest, I'll be completely honest with you, uh, people remember winners. Mm. I lose. Most people, all right, see you later. You get what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and uh, you know if I and that's and that's just how it is, you know. Again, that's it's probably in a lot of sports, but especially you know I'm you know do I need to just try and impress certain people that don't really uh, care about me? If you could sort of think like this, so a lot of my support, like I believe that uh, the, the people that support me support me for who I am, and like that's why I believe that they'll always be lifetime fans of me because they they, they you know respect who I am and and you know, what I live by. So then again, so that that. That's good. So I believe, and again, winning goes a long way. And I'm not planning on losing. So people <laughs> can sit there and say, "Oh, you need to do this, to do this, do that." Like, no, I don't, because I'm going to keep winning. Everyone's going to know exactly who I am because I'm the champ, and I ain't going to lose. That's awesome. That's awesome. And even just going back to the the book quickly, I think it comes at a really good time when, um, you know, it's tougher. It's tough as ever to be parents. Um, to kids and show them right values, especially with all these YouTube iPads, mm-hmm. all this, all this sort of stuff. As as you'd probably know, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to be yeah. hard to be a parent, you know, cutting down screen time and all that sort of stuff. So having mm-hmm. a book that shows some sort of values about hard work and all that sort of thing and that things that don't 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 come easy, you know, I can't tell you how many different sports my sons tried. You know what I mean? Whereas when we were growing up, you tried the one thing and you sort of you sort of did it and you did it even if you didn't sort of like it. So you break yeah. through those barriers, you know. So um, yeah, pretty really special that you've got a book like that that's coming. Yeah, out. look, man. And, yeah, for sure. Look, man. Yeah, again, the times the times uh, have changed. It, it is different, but uh, yeah, again, like it's uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it has come at a, at a good time. And that's what I mean. But it's just it's just so much more than uh, than just uh, like you know just a children's book. I believe it represents so much more than that. So uh, again, like just uh, with what you're saying, you know, like you know, and then the fact of the the values it brings and then the image to myself, to af- athletes in general, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? That, you know, guys that are, you know, you want to commit to this sport as well, like or commit to any sport, like it ain't easy. You yeah. know, you might just say, you know, people might, it's, everything's hard. Like it's, it's no easy, 
wait to, for anything really. And like, you know, there is hard work and it's always going to be evolved. And, and again, like that'll show that, you know, hard work will, will go, go a long way. And again, it's just a, again, someone proud of it. Right? You can awesome. see the way I, way I talk yeah. about it. I'm yeah. No, it's awesome. Proud of it. I love it. I love it. So what's, what's next, man? What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the plans? What's the story? What's, what's, what's next for the champ? Yeah, man. Oh, well, we'll just see this uh, division play out. You know, that's the yeah. beauty of uh, being the champ as well. So I, I had my fight. Yeah. So now, uh, you know, I can just wait to see who's next. You know, I don't yeah. need to rush into anything right now. Uh, you've probably seen it. I don't know if you've seen a couple of videos, but I'm like, you know, I keep telling the, the, the contenders, like, hurry up, get your fight out of the way. Yeah. Show me who's this number one contender and I'll see you later. Like, you know I mean? I'm not running from anyone. Whoever's, yeah. whoever's the guy at the at the top of that list or you know that number one guy that's who's going to get that shot plain yeah. and simple man and, and that's how this sport's always been I think again times are changing with everything and even in our sport there's guys that you know probably don't deserve title shots that get title shots shooting through ranks when they shouldn't be and all this type of stuff uh i don't i don't i don't i don't agree with that i'm all about yeah. uh you know a earned not given you know you earn that shot i ain't yeah. gonna let it be given to you yeah, you know, I'm gonna do what I can to not let it be given to you. You earn that shot. If you don't deserve that shot, I don't believe you should get it. And obviously, it's not always completely up to me, but I do have a big say. So yep. let's see who's number one contender. Good on you. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've got just a couple of questions from um, people that have emailed. One is, um, what's the most you've ever had to wait? You've had to cut for a for a fight. Oh yeah, sir. So, man, I've I've done I've done some big cuts. Uh, my first cut, weight cut to featherweight. Uh, was was definitely uh, the biggest. It was a uh, crazy actually when you throw the numbers out there. So I, I was uh, I ended up being the night before the weigh in, the night before the weigh in, and uh, so before or I'll explain it. So I was seven kilograms out from my weight the night before. Wow! So I had to do three and a half three kilos that night. I had to sweat and obviously not drink nothing and eat very little, and then in the morning. Um, Oh, sorry, no. Then I had to drive to Albury, sorry. I had to drive to Albury from the Illawarra. Wow. And then cut, yeah, and then cut the other three kilos. Obviously, I, I lost about a kilo over that whole process. So I had to lose, literally, I had to sweat out six kilograms of sweat. And, uh, you know, so seven kilos all up from the night before. But people don't really like it. Another thing you've got to realize, I was, I was already drawn before then. So I already cut carbs, cut sodiums, yeah. water loaded. So I already depleted myself of a bit of water before that. So you could imagine, I was probably about eight, nine kilograms out wow. um, at the start of that week. So you know what I mean? So that's a pretty big, especially that's for massive. 66 kilograms. What's that end? You know, that's like... You know, that's well over ten percent. That's a, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. crazy. That's crazy. And I got a question from a um, very special person on my Facebook. Her name's her name's Emma, and she wanted me to ask you about your special wings. My what? Which one was it? A girl called Emma. Um, yeah. And she said to ask about your wings, your famous wings. My special. I've got a few. <laughs> you know, I I like it. I get the Weber out. I love my. I love the cooking on the coals and then smoking some chicken wings. So, mate, yeah, I, I do some pretty good wings. There's some that I'm good at. But I'm, I'm starting to grow on the, the saucy wings. So we've got the, like, it's so easy to make as well. I love it. Nice, you just uh, You literally just cook the wings and you just chuck them baby rays. I think it's baby rays uh, buffalo sauce. Yeah. And just chuck them straight on after. And, like, and it's so easy to make. And awesome. uh, obviously, you know, nice spicy wings. So, so that's always good. But I do like uh, marinate my wings. They're, they're good. Mate, I'll... Uh, I might have to. 
I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'll tee up my when when things start changing. I'll uh, do a big party and everyone can come and I'll cook wings for everybody. Sounds good. Sounds <laughs> great. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Look, man, I appreciate um, you coming on today. It's been a great chat. Um, this is how we sort of do it, thinking, man, nice and casual, no real structure, mm-hmm. like I said to you. And um, I want to thank you for uh, having your time. If there's any sort of advice you want to give to anyone, whether they're their business or if they're in the NRL or if they're doing anything, is there anything that you can say that you, do you want to say to them? Um, yeah, like, uh, well, at least I explained it sort of earlier, you know, yeah. when I said, like, you know, be, yeah. except, again, if you, if you want to commit to, to well, I think this is, again, this is a, a good life lesson. Sometimes things are going to get um, uncomfortable, accept it. And what is the, the Nike logo? Just do it. Yeah. You know, that is a logo. So, again, yeah. it's easier said than done, right? It is easier yeah. said than done. And it sounds nasty, me just saying it like that. But, I mean, I believe that goes a long way. So, you know, be, accept being uncomfortable maybe that maybe that's something i could yeah. i could say awesome fantastic well thank you very much for yeah. joining us we really appreciate it i know you're busy i know you're still training even though you're not you haven't got a fight coming up you still have to train that's the bit that people don't see they just think you turn into a big a big slob when it's when you're not when you're not but you're still there every morning <laughs> you're there every afternoon i'm sure and um mm-hmm. Keep keep fighting the fight for the Aurora. We love you, mate. You you, you pack out the pubs every single time. Um, you know it's hard to get into them now during COVID as well. So mm-hmm. um, you know it's just an amazing thing to see the Aurora just come alive every time you fight. So um, you should be really proud of yourself. And um, I want to thank you on behalf of um, you know the, these pretty much everyone that that goes to watch your goes to watch your fights because it's an amazing amazing atmosphere when you're in those when you're in those pubs. Mate, appreciate that, and hey, I appreciate the support. So that's uh, that brings me on to wanting to thank everyone. So thanks everyone in the Illawarra, actually Australia. You know, obviously the support's yeah. been amazing, especially after the last couple of fights, especially after the last one. Thank you guys so much, and thanks for having me. All right, thank you very much, mate. Catch you later. Bye.